coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed On Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And we're coming to you today from a nice, peaceful beach, as always. Uh, you know, we, we have our podcasting studio here on this beach, but this beach is a, a little strange. It I don't is know. a little I, weird, you know? It, is, it seems seem, a little quiet. I haven't seen theme, any fish. I don't know. Things are looking weird out here. Themes seem seem kind of interesting, and one thing I've noticed is I uh, uh, you, you're looking pretty wrinkly these days, Matt. Have you been putting on sunblock when you're on this it, beach? Yeah, it's just I'm obviously just getting too much sun out here on the beach all the time. You know, I'm I really need to to, to do better about my SPF. Oh, but are, are you sure that's what it is, Matt? Because I'm I'm having this this sinking feeling all of a sudden. There's the, no fish. We're getting wrinkly out here. Are we on the beach that makes you old? Are we on the beach that makes you old? Oh, no! Oh, God! That's right, folks. We're here to talk to you about the beach that makes you old, a.k.a. the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalan just came out. M. Night Shyamalan. So, fun fun horror movies coming out these days. I'm glad that... Um, I don't really I'm know glad. if old counts as horror. It's a thriller. Uh, <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> We're off the bat, we're disagreeing here, but okay, yes, yes, fine. Either way you want to call it, horror, thriller, I think you could probably make the same argument. Is anybody going to leave old and be like, I'm terrified that I will be trapped on the beach that makes you old? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. You know what I mean? I think that old is about, not about making you terrified about the beach that makes you old, but about getting old in general. Yeah, but I definitely didn't think it was effective at that either. But anyway. uh, Okay. Well, as I said, we'll get into this. I think this is already going to be a contentious episode, but anyway, there's a lot of interesting horror movies coming out these days. I'm very excited about that. You know, it's been a while since we've gotten to see like multiple back to back horror movies in the theaters. Obviously a lot of interesting films were released during the pandemic online and like on streaming services. But when we're really like in the groove of going to theaters, seeing horror films, coming back, talking about them, it's it's what I live for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Super excited to be back at it. Things are starting to feel normal. Um, it might be too soon to be saying that sentence, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just a uh, Delta variant and all that. But uh, but hey, we're we're at least pretending that things are normal. That's <laughs> right. Um, so I thought that the trailers that I saw before I went to see old were really like, they, they told me something about the time that we're in right now. Like there's, there's a lot of films that I'm actually excited for coming out soon. And they're actually coming out this time. We're not going to like get, uh, get a notification that they're being pushed six months or 12 months or eight trailers months or tell whatever. a story just like the, the escape room two tournament of champions, champions puzzles told a story. <laughs> I- I had to divine the secrets from the sequence of trailers that the projections were sending me secret messages. They said, remove all the lying trailers. Uh, um, You must remove all false advertising. Oh, God. All false advertising must be pulled. Get it right. Get it right. Yes. Okay. That's it. Yes. But anyway, I just like every one of these trailers 
uh, was something that I was interested in. That Why I was don't excited you tell for. me about your trailers? Because I don't remember mine. So you, you can go through yours. Yeah. I mean, and I've, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I've been having trouble getting to this specific theater yeah. on time for the movie because they keep messing around with how long the trailer package is. Right. <laughs> like the, so when I went to see escape room, I swear I showed up 10 minutes after the showtime, which is usually like very safe territory. That's usually like halfway through the trailers. Right. You'll definitely the movie, see the, the main trailers for the movie, like the ones they yeah. want you to come see. <laughs> and the movie had already started, which means that they, they played less than 10 minutes of trailers, which is crazy to me. When I showed up, at the showtime for old, they um, they were still in like the the pre-show Maria Menounos newbie type stuff, not even getting to the trailers yet. Um, then there was the ads and then the trailers, which were a good like 10 minutes after the showtime. So I was like, there's something really weird going on here in terms of what they're doing with the pre-show at this Regal. But I don't know. Um Anyway, so I actually uh, the the point is I showed up early this time. I actually got to see all the trailers. Um, first one they showed was for the Green Knight, a twenty four film that's coming out Great. this fall. And uh, isn't it coming out like like soon? Like it's not this fall. It's like it's soon, soon. Okay, it's coming <laughs> out. It's coming out soon. <laughs> Hold on, as in July thirtieth, twenty twenty one. So it's coming uh, out this fall. It's like this. It's actually, it's actually this, this weekend. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it's already come out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Green Knight looks so really cool. In all cool. fairness, it looks like a fall movie. It like the vibe. It is feels fall. like yeah, it should yeah, be, yeah. and I don't know if it was originally supposed to be released in the fall. I can't. Um, I can't fathom that anybody would think this movie should be a late July August release. But you know, whatever. It what feels weird for a summer movie, yeah. but I'm all here for it. It looks really exciting. I think it's they're like, riding the idea. I think they're banking on the fact that all of the early buzz is really, really good. Like the, the yeah. early early reviews seem to be really great. Everybody's so. been saying really good stuff about it. Scott Dev Patel, he looks awesome in it. Yes, he um, does. <laughs> and uh you know it's like old arthurian ledger legend kind of stuff um it looks very exciting we don't get to see a lot of good medieval old type arthurian night movies legend. these days type so stuff. the story is called <laughs> sir gawain and the green knight um it's one of the most famous arthurian legends um i've read it a yes. bunch of times Resident medievalist on the pod uh, would like to <laughs> like a word with <laughs> the way this was described. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm How super excited. It? I'm super excited. I've been wanting like a good Gawain adaptation, like basically since I was 18. So like, I'm very, very excited about this movie. Um, it looks really, really good. Uh, yeah. Also, Alicia Vikander is in it. I gotta say, I like, I knew, like, she's in the trailers and you can see her, but I didn't really realize that was Alicia Vikander until I was like looking at a cast list. I was like, wait, what? That's mm. her? Um, but Alicia Vikander is also in this movie. Dev Patel she's is obviously all... the most exciting uh, aspect of this, but Alicia Vikander is also an interesting. Just I didn't know she was in it. <laughs> yeah. So she's always great. Yeah, she's, she's good. Like the, she's very good. <laughs> the only selling point for that weird tulip fever movie. Oh um, God, I forgot about that movie. Um, was she also uh, Lara Croft? Was she Lara Croft? Is that her? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The the new Tomb Raider movie. I um, liked that uh, enough. That like, was good. I thought it was fine. Like I, that was like, very yeah. fun. Yeah. Um. So yes, excited for that. Um. 
There was a trailer for the new James Wan movie, Malignant. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sad you got that in theaters. I didn't get that. Um, it could be that the theater I go to or went to for this movie, 100% is not going to be showing Malignant. Like, it, it's like a very old school, like, 90s theater. It, like... They go, you go in and it's like, it's like $5 for a soda. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Um, like even like they don't, they don't do change and their popcorn is like $5 and they just have like the most basic candy. And like, what's happening here? Like, well, I, that's nice. I feel like I I've mean, walked like, into an alternate reality. Um, <laughs> at so, least it's affordable though. Yeah, it's that's very affordable. Good. Um, I don't, I can't remember what the ticket prices are. And in this case, the friend I was going with bought the tickets and I bought concessions. So I didn't get a chance to look at the prices, but, um, um, yeah, but they are absolutely not going to show, like, a James Wan slasher horror. Like, they will show <laughs> thrillers, like, old, but they're not showing, like, bloody horror slashers. Like, they're just definitely not doing that. So they did not show the trailer. <laughs> Alas. Well, it looks very exciting. Yes, I've um, seen the trailer. I we're always that. here, always here for James Wan movies. Yes, um, we are fans of James Wan on the pod, so. And it's going to be interesting to see him do, like, a slasher movie. You yeah, know, although it's definitely like a supernatural-esque are... slasher. It seems. Oh, okay. Um, so that is... Right? That I mean, is a... the concept, right? right, right? right. It's, um, You're right. There's something not... It's not just like Jason stalking... Well, I guess Jason also was supernatural. He was like dead. But like, it's not Michael Myers stalking people in the first movie. Right. Um, he although does, Michael Myers he... also becomes supernatural. You know, at the end of the day, all of these things become supernatural. Um, <laughs> this is why Malignant, I saw the trailer, and my first thought... Like I, I was texting my friend and I was like, this really feels like like a like a, a mid two thousands slasher or like a like the fifth Ooh, entry in some slasher franchise. Like just <laughs> like the overall concept, like like she can see when the killer's about to do things and like it's like this mm-hmm. is like really like Jason part seven or like some slasher from two thousand and six, which I'm totally on board yeah. with that vibe. Like but it's like it it's just so it feels so distinctly of a different era. Which I'm into. All, so. all the slashers have to get supernatural at some point mm-hmm. to like up the stakes, whatever, make the killer more powerful somehow. Well, um, just to explain why the killer keeps coming back, really. <laughs> right. I mean, at a certain point, you got to come up with something. Yeah. Um, but this looks good. I mean, we're we're always going to be covering everything James Wan does pretty much at this yeah, point. But so. uh, this looks exciting. So definitely on board for that. Then there was a trailer for Jackass Forever. I can't believe that. <laughs> the new the new Jackass movie. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be very interesting to see how these guys are like 50 years old <laughs> are still doing the same shit. I don't know. This is the end, right? I, I think it's supposed to be the last one. Did I make that up? Did I read a headline about that? But not really. I think so. I got, I mean, I hope so. Do you see them like coming back and doing this when they're 60? I, I don't fucking, know. These guys. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> it'd be, um, yeah. do but I see most people of their age doing that? Absolutely not. I wouldn't do it at my age. I would not do this, but like, um, you know, they're crazy. I've rewatched the first two Jackass movies recently. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of like mentally preparing myself for this. Um, an interesting thing good, to do with one's time. <laughs> Going to watch the third one at some point. Hey, this stuff, it holds up surprisingly well. I've uh, always felt like, like, I thought it was funny the first time, like funny enough, but I was like, I feel like if I watch it again, like knowing how things go, like it's not going to be as funny for me. Part so. part one was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember this. Part two was like, I was like legitimately laughing my ass off, even though I already knew everything that was going to happen. And there were like some sketches that they did that I did, like I'd rewatched like just the clips 
So I didn't think I would find them funny, but they were like somehow funnier in context. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I think I didn't say I didn't think it'd be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It'll it's, it's kind of odd at this, this point in time where like nobody really knows what to do with comedy anymore. Um, I think physical humor might be on its way for a comeback. Who knows? Physical humor um, is so simple. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I mean, how can you not laugh at some of this stuff? It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, and it looks like they've got a lot of like collaborators they're bringing in for this. Like I saw Eric Andre was in the trailer. So Yes, yes. He He's done a lot of like jackass-esque stuff in the past few years. So it's going to be very interesting to see him in this environment. Um Anyway, also, we got a trailer for Halloween Kills. We've already talked about how much we're, we're excited for that. Um, don't think we need to go into that too much. Uh, interestingly enough, they showed, like, the teaser trailer, like, the older one that, like, barely shows anything. The, as like, 30-second trailer? That yeah, not, yeah. yeah, as opposed to the more recent one, which is, like, really in-depth and really gives you a good idea of just how brutal this movie's going to be. Um, but... I, I, I thought that was kind of funny that they showed an older trailer, but at the same time, it's like, it's good. It's effective. It's a quick little glimpse and everyone knows what to expect from Halloween. So, yeah, I mean, really, you yeah. don't need to show it so much to get people to come to a Halloween movie. I feel so. especially after yeah. the last one, people really liked it. So yeah. final trailer was Candyman, oh, and, so oh, it's so good. I, so I, I saw, I think this must be a new one that I haven't seen. Because I, I know I've seen a full-length trailer for Candyman, but I didn't remember this one. And this one is very interesting because it, like, includes more of the Candyman backstory. And it's clear that they're kind of, like, rewriting the character or doing, like, a different version of him. Sure. In this one, he's, like, the Candyman was killed by, like, a bunch of cops yes, as opposed yes. to, like, a lynch mob. Okay, yeah. Um, That's also the la- the trailer I saw, but before Tournament uh-huh. of Champions. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I didn't, like, I, I at least didn't pick that up from the earlier trailer. So it's, it's interesting to see how they're updating the character, how they're making it, like, relevant to current political issues. Um, and also, like, you get to see a lot more of, like just all the insanity that's going to be happening. So it's like, it's going to be a lot. Um, yeah, this trailer looks looks like there's just like a lot in this movie. So I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to it. Very excited. It's going to be a blast. Um, so yeah, that was like, that was the whole trailer package there. Um, your trailers are so much better than mine. I got fucking good guy or whatever. The fucking Ryan Gosling movie. Free guy. New guy. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, that, that movie looks mediocre. Um, the trailer for that movie makes me think of a cross between Ready Player One for obvious reasons, and then um, right. that movie that like nobody saw or liked, Downsizing. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was not yeah. very good. Yeah. I wanted it to be good, and there were parts of it that you were. You know, really I would have wanted that to be good, and then I saw the trailer featuring Once in a Lifetime about seven hundred times. So <laughs> I was like, all right, this movie can that- suck for all I care. That um, trailer was both like very grating and also extremely deceptive of the overall tone is, yeah. of the movie. I also thought the trailer was like a good trailer. I mean, before having seen the movie, so it was a good trailer until you see it enough times. It's it really shows the pitfalls of putting like a really catchy song in your trailer. Like you just like yeah. you can't necessarily and where it's like a, a prominent part of the trailer. Like 
you can't you just can't necessarily do that you can That's do true. music as a key part of your trailer but you got to pick wisely and once in a lifetime it turns out was not the song for that it um i would have much preferred to see the movie that was in the trailer than the actual <laughs> movie we got <laughs> like the trailer made it look really interesting and like the parts that were in it were yes <laughs> then, ooh anyway I think we covered downsizing at some point. I don't think we maybe did cover that, downsizing. Maybe not. Did. That was that we was in the probably referenced the trailers before though, because that trailer was literally everywhere for like a solid year or whatever. Like that was in the. I'm probably thinking of it because that was in the movie pass era, which was like yes. the uh, the call to action for us. Yes, our our raison d'être. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that that was not. <laughs> Oh, anyway, yes. So the trailers that I saw, very exciting, really made me feel like, okay, we're back at the movies. You know, we've been talking about this for weeks now, but it still feels kind of surreal. It does. To be, it absolutely feels surreal. To be going back, to be trying to, to reestablish your old habits. Um, and once again, like old started with a little uh, bumper at the beginning with M. Night Shyamalan, like thanking people for coming to the theaters. And once again, I was like, this is nice. Like, it's it's cool they're doing this. But at the same time, I'm like, how long, like, <laughs> are we still going to be doing this like a year from now? Like, being like, to be fair, hey, a lot of are- people still aren't coming back to the movies. Like, yeah, you know, so so for a lot of people, old might be the first thing they saw back in the theaters. Now, that's got to say that's a choice. But like for some people, it is, you know, um, it's true. No, I, I mean, I don't think it's like a bad idea to put this stuff in there. It's just like it adds to the surreal nature. It does. Of it absolutely going does, to yeah. the movies here where it's like they're constantly like welcoming you back and you sort of like get this feeling. It's like, like, should I be coming? It's back? like every movie. <laughs> like, and then, then you'll see like a movie where it's like it's like fucking Henry Golding is saying, we're so glad you're thinking about coming back to the movies to see Snake Eyes. I'm like, hold on. I'm already in the fucking movies. I'm at the movies. What are we talking about here? Imagine imagine returning to the movies to see Snake Eyes for the first time. It's like, all right, this is the one. This is the watershed moment. No, 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 no. I would return to the movies to see Snake Eyes. And that's only for Henry Golding. It has nothing to do with anything else about that movie. I cannot believe okay. that we live in a world where there is a G.I. Joe Origins movie. But I would go to the movies to see... <laughs> Uh, Henry Golding do just about anything honestly that's if I'm, if I'm being fair totally enough yeah with you, so. <laughs> that that's fair um but yeah it's just as we've constantly said it's a strange time um to be going to the movies it definitely last is. year was it's a strange weird. time this time is no exception like <laughs> things have not just magically snapped back to reality um <laughs> so um why don't we get into old this uh this movie is is blowing up the internet these days. Yeah, even though people makes who haven't seen it. Lots of people who haven't seen it are like really getting in on the memes about this movie. So everybody's just talking about the beach that makes you old. Um and you know, you go there and it, it makes you old. That's, it's a very funny the... phrase and concept. Like like it's just a it works very well for memes. So I get it. I get and it. maybe that is what, what drove this movie to be number one in the box office since opening weekend. You know, competition wasn't that high, but yeah. Um, yeah but it was going up against Space Jam and uh, it Snake Eyes. It was Space Jam's first re- That's true, but, you know, they were Space Jam's still... reviews are unquestionably oh, so bad. bad. Um, Very bad. And not, um, like, bad in a fun way. Like, bad in a just, like, I don't ever want to touch this kind of way. So. I'm probably still going to see it just to, like... 
you know i'm sure eventually i'll see it and i'll like hate just, it um just to to burn my brain the, the nature more. of the bad feedback it's getting is such that i don't think i'll be able to find fun in it but i will probably still see it um so. and i can find fun in most things even if i don't like them so that's hard for me but anything that's just like pure product placement for the studio that put out the movie that's not really fun for me like, <laughs> so right. like hey, that's not interesting well i uh, i mean you know uh, the the first Space Jam movie was very much a po- product placement movie, but I feel like the tone of this one is even more egregiously commercial. Yes, yes. I also think um, it's different because it, this is coming out when we're an adult. I mean, realistically, like we're we're not going to get a kick out of all of these other characters showing up. Like kids, some kids might because we're adults and we're gonna we know how cynical it is. Um. <laughs> I I really I am amazed by the fact that there's characters from A Clockwork Orange in this movie <laughs> it makes no sense it makes no sense and i didn't i'll be honest i didn't even love the first space jam like i i like like it for what it is but like i i didn't have an attachment to it growing up so it's like it's like there's nothing that attaches me to want to see this movie so i can't even have like a nostalgia like sort of you know oh i'm just glad there's a new one kind of thing i, I can't do that so it's just going to be me watching fucking clockwork orange characters and drogon fly around um i'm not gonna be happy about that okay i'm not gonna be happy i just want to be clear so but we can move on from space jam yeah. and let's talk about space. the beach that makes you old anyway yes i i just i just think it's impressive that a, an original movie like this um okay. it is based on another work yes but yes true true yes. true but i mean like i'm one that's not like part of some pre-packaged ip project yeah it's like you know building an extended universe i mean i don't know if you can yeah. really I don't know that anybody who's seeing Snake Eyes even is thinking, yeah, G.I. Joe, but like, because what the fuck? Well, but like, I watched the other G.I. Joe movies, so I got to see Snake Eyes, I guess. got to see Snake Eyes to fill in the story. I don't even know if people saw the other G.I. Joe movies. Like, they saw the first one, and that's it. Like, I don't really understand what we're doing here. But, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I do. I just think it's it's great that this movie uh, topped the box office. The box office is very weird these days. So weird. A lot so of... Weird. Big movies dropping off suddenly. A lot of films underscoring their targets. I mean, like, it's just a weird time because a lot of these movies are also available on streaming same day. Um, so, like, nobody's really going to be able to draw any solid conclusions from the box office returns this year. But it's it's cool to see a movie like this do well at the box office. I think right. it, it means good things for the future that more movies like this will get funded. I, all right. So I, I think the best way to approach this, because this is the sort of movie that spoilers can ruin. Um, I think we should do three phases, like a, a, um, like very vague overview, then a light spoiler section, and then a full spoiler section in sequence. Um, so let's just talk loosely about how this movie is constructed it's about a beach that makes you old like <laughs> this this family and some other people that we meet along the way show up at this resort they go down to this private beach that's been hyped up to them by the like owner or guy running the resort um and then when they get there they discover that it's making them old it's making them old <laughs> It is making yeah. them old. This is a very important. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is what happens. That is literally what occurs. 
Um, keep going. Okay. So, um, first of all, I really, I really liked the way the whole like first act was set up. I thought there was a lot of really good foreshadowing in there. I thought like it's important that uh, the mother of the family is like uh, like constructs museum exhibits, works with like ancient remains and stuff. And the dad is an actuary, so his whole job is about like figuring out risk and like stuff that it puts you at a greater risk for death and like premature and like yeah, all of yeah, stuff, disease yeah. and things like that. He's quoting like statistics to the kids while they're running around the right. uh, hotel room and stuff. Um, so I thought that was really cool. There's, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so one of the first things that happens in this movie, um, the movie opens up, they're like on this bus on the way to the resort and the like the the kids are like impatient they're like when are we gonna get there or whatever and the mom is like stop wishing this moment away ah! <laughs> and we're i was just i literally was like about to yell in the middle of the movie theater don't wish your life away <laughs> i yeah and like honestly <laughs> that was like a very good like overall theme for the movie like don't wish your life away don't like cherish every moment, whatever. And I think that the, uh, the connections between this movie and the little film known as Blumhouse fantasy Island Stop it! are very deep. And in this essay, I will establish. <laughs> but seriously, I was like, <laughs> are you going to establish that the Blumhouse fantasy Island inspired old, like, I mean, I definitely think that at the very least, there is kind of a fantasy island vibe to this sort of intentionally um, just because fantasy island, not just the, the movie recently, which is not as well known, but like the, the TV show itself is a pretty iconic bit of pop culture. And there's a lot of intertextuality in this film. I think that they're they're definitely sort of setting up a fantasy island vibe here. You know, like they arrive, they're greeted with drinks, they're like led into this place, and all these people are here, you know, for a reason. They have something that they're trying to achieve, and they get it in ways that they did not expect. I'm gonna stay cryptic on that, but <laughs> it's part of the movie and it's very similar to fantasy Island. So like that, that connection was running through my mind while watching the whole movie. Other, other things that I thought were like loosely referenced. There was like a cocoon reference early in the movie, (laughs) which makes sense. Um, (laughs) A cocoon reference makes sense in this movie. So why not? Yeah. It's like this movie is kind of like a reverse cocoon, you know, cocoon. They find a way to, to like a pretty much a fountain of youth, a way to become young. And this is exactly the opposite. Yes. 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 But it's about how you could still use something like that to your advantage. I, I just I, I really thought that like the first act was really tight. Like they, they got there to the island. They established the characters. They got like all these little thematic bits in here, little bits of foreboding and foreshadowing. And then they just got down to the beach. It was such like a tight 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, it, it's pretty, when it they got there, I was quickly, like, you get there and, and you get there quickly, but you know enough to care. 
Um, mm-hmm. but the, I thought it was pretty well established. You know what I thought was, you know, this movie, and in fact, Shyamalan does this. Like every other movie, he's like, I have decided to one-up my last precocious child with the new world's <laughs> most precocious child. Like, that's like every time I'm like, did we have to have the single most precocious child you could ever possibly imagine existing? <laughs> do we have to do this every time? And my only thought is that that is literally M. Night as a child. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, that is who you were. Like, that 100%. <laughs> you were that I, kid. Like I could see that. Yeah. I could see. I, I bet you that M. Night Shyamalan was, like, he was one of those precocious, weirdly outgoing kids. stuff when he like, was six years yeah. old. <laughs> but I did, I did think that was an interesting uh, element of this movie. So, yeah, there's, like, the six-year-old kid in this movie. But he's obviously, like, he's way older than his years so yes. to speak like he's he's very obsessed with adult things and like it shows up in the way that he like plays with his toys like he's he's having like these uh toys like playing house but they're having like very adult arguments it's like i want to live in a condominium okay. it's like this was a, you never talk to me that anymore. was like well, one well, of the funniest moments of the entire movie it was when like <laughs> then you get that shot of like the the like the lady toy that he was playing with and the mom in the background and the shot of the man toy with the dad in the background i was like all right Thanks you. Thank you, M. Night. We know. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we did understand the point of this argument, but thank you for really fucking driving it home. Because um, M. Night is never subtle. This is not what he does. So, um, no. So, uh, I appreciated that he was like, I've, I've established this. It's very clear, but I'm also going to reestablish it with these shots. And like, thank you. Um, but yeah, but I, I just thought it was really interesting, like making the kid, like, think more like an adult, like talking about things that, like, no kid, like, even has a, concept of psychologically right, like, like he wouldn't have the vocabulary for that he just like you know most kids would not you know um, he like so. goes around asking people like what their what their name is and what they do for a living like he doesn't say like like oh what do you do he's like what do you do for a living right <laughs> like, thinking about that in very adult terms he's like he's like talking to this other kid it's like then we could we could go to college together and then we could get mortgages in the same city it's like what the what do you why do you know what a mortgage is Literally, you're six why do you know what a mortgage is um so yeah i i thought that was very funny but i could definitely see that just like being like an m night Shyamalan self-insert i i mean i also think part of it is that like it was to give alex wolf a very distinct character to sort of play off once he became he took over once he got a little older and it was alex wolf playing the character um and you could yeah. see Alex Wolf trying to like channel that that sort of inner the same energy. Um, so I thought that was interesting. You can't really see adult um, the adult version. He seems like a different person, but that's okay. Um, right, which kind of makes sense at the same time. Um, but yeah, I also thought at the same time it was like it was sort of about like being in a hurry to grow up. Like here's this kid who's six years old. He should be more concerned about like playing in the sand or whatever. He's thinking about like these really adult things already, not just like stuff like to advance for him, but stuff that no child has to worry about, like a mortgage, like marital troubles and stuff. Sure. I mean, I, I, I would hesitate to say about being in a hurry to grow up and more about like the pressures of being a child in general, just because I don't think that a six year old, there was no indication that a six year old child wanted to be thinking about that stuff all the time. I felt more, it was like, the, his parents' struggles are seeping over into his life. Like he's just picking up on things. Um, That's true yeah. too. Because yeah. they're having Cause... marital str- trouble, and so you know, um, I thought it was. I thought it was more about that, maybe. Um, just because I, I would thought... struggle to say it's about a six-year-old. One. I mean, I just didn't get any indication that he was like wanting to. <laughs> 
Right. I mean, that that's true. And like, maybe he's, he is made that way because like his parents have like dripped that onto him slowly over the time. There's a very like kind of simultaneously sad, but funny scene where the, his, the parents are arguing in the hotel room and they're like talking like we like, like we said that we just come here. We give them like this nice vacation. And then we like we talk about all these problems later because they're like they're talking about getting divorced. And like sh- uh, she has like this supposedly benign tumor that they have to deal with. And so yes, yeah. they're like, like, we should tell them now. Like, no, like we should let them have this nice vacation. Whatever. They're having this argument. And it's like very intense but like it's also clear that they like went into this private room to like try to keep it from the kids and they're all talking about like keeping things from the kids and whatever and then it cuts to the other room the kids are right there like hearing them yell through the walls right it was like oh the kids are getting all of this like you're not hiding this from anyone of course they're not they're fighting Uh, out on vacation in like a little like cabana that they have on this island like i what do you mean you're hiding from the kids i also like when like the older sister is like why don't you go play to the younger brother? And he goes to decode a message from his friend. I was like, that's not play, but okay. Um, <laughs> to this kid, that probably is. Yeah, that's He's probably like... about as close to play as it gets. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But I liked it. It wasn't just him. Like, he meets the friend on the island. That kid is also very precocious. I'm like, thank you, M. Night Shyamalan, for really, like, sticking to this concept of just, like, young children being the most absurd people you could possibly Hey, the, the you know, some young kids are like that. Yes. And... It's nice that they 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 both found each other in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So let's just like talking loosely about the rest of the stuff that happens in the film before we get into like actually giving away what happens on the beach. Yes. Um, I thought that it was it was very interesting the direction that the movie decided to go with the whole um, like the beach makes you old thing. Cause like you could think that in, in like a horror movie or thriller movie, it would be very focused on like visuals, physical uh, aging and stuff. But I thought that while, while that did happen at times, a lot of, um, a lot of the way this movie approached it is psychological. Sure. It's like about the 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 ages of the mind, where your where your mind progresses, what it's focused on at certain points in time, and just like the psychological experience of aging, and especially in this case, having to go through all of it in like twenty four hours. Completely <laughs> insane. Um, yeah, no, I do I do appreciate that. I really I did enjoy that the movie wasn't just like. There are moments of like more physical body based humor. There's one big one in particular, I guess yeah. you're probably both thinking of, um, but which was also very ridiculous. I can't wait till we cover that scene. But um, <laughs> like, um, like, but a lot of it was not necessarily about that, and it really was about just like you know the mental aspects to aging and the emotional aspects. Um, yeah, I, di- I did like that. I, I thought it was good that the movie didn't like suddenly everybody was a Snow White evil queen crone, you know, like, yeah, I, you know, I thought I thought that was I kept expecting place. it to go in that direction. But it like it was very God, I would have fucking loved if the movie suddenly became <laughs> Snow White evil queen crone was here and she was feeding people poison <laughs> apples just like running around. Um, 
There was a moment where I almost thought that that was going to happen. Well, and that one like, character, no. I really thought that character was becoming La Llorona for a minute. Um, I was like, <laughs> we're all doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but like, I, I feel like it was very restrained. And especially there was a number of scenes where it could have shown something very gory and very purposely cut away. Yes, uh, it did very sort of intentionally like, did not show too much extreme violence. Um, that yeah, was obviously was like, intentional. Just sort of saying like, hey, this isn't that kind of movie. We're focused on other things here. I thought that was kind of interesting. Right. Um, not that that would have been bad to have a gory movie, but it's interesting when a movie very purposely is like, we're going in a different direction. Right. Um, I just, I thought that overall the movie did a very good job of like capturing just like the the trauma of like being afraid of aging and it happening anyway. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, just like I don't know, you know, like living living your life, seeing seeing your body like gradually get older, whatever around you, while you might not necessarily feel older on the inside, is like it can be can be troubling, can be like kind of like sad or traumatic. And I think the movie did a great job of capturing that. Um, and it like it they they like call that out several times. So like I I still feel like. I was when I was young, but like I'm different. And like they, they bring that up several times in the movie. I thought it was interesting that like a lot, a lot of the dialogue includes these little asides like, Oh, just give me a minute. Like, Oh, I just need some time, whatever. But like these characters don't have time. Like the, the time is running out constantly. Right. But they're always like saying these things like, Oh, I just need a minute. Like I just need like, just give me, give me a moment, whatever. But like the moments are flying by. Yeah, I do think that's happening. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I can <laughs> think about specific like moments that made me laugh. But the, the moment where like the daughter's like, I just need time, mom, and runs off. And she's like, you don't have that, darling. I'm like, all right. And <laughs> yeah, we know. We know that was we that know. was where they specifically called out uh, where they were going with that. Yes. That bit of dialogue. Yes. Going off of that as well, that song. Oh that, yeah, the song. Uh, yeah. The daughter sings both like at the beginning and later in the movie, and which it's also in the credits too. Yes. Uh, apparently, an original song for this film. So look out, Oscar nominated the, film Oscar, old <laughs> in the original song category next year. Let's let's see, it might happen. Honestly, I'm gunning anything for can it. Happen. There are only but so many movies that will be eligible. So <laughs> I really I really like this song. Did you? Wow, we're, we're both we're both really getting a lot of background noise today. Um, uh, yeah, I I really like this song. I thought like so. First of all, it's very it's thematic to the movie. It's about like realizing that all the stuff you do in your life and who you are as a person will eventually go away and won't mean anything to like existence as a whole. Yeah. and it's like it's about like being okay with that. It's saying like I'll wash away. Um, like wash away in the tide and it's like obviously very thematic to the movie like being okay with getting old dying going away being gone not existing anymore and then also like to the beach itself the tide keeps coming in slowly washing away the shore slowly washing away the evidence of your existence yes although they didn't have that people didn't have the evidence of their existence washed away that was like the fun thing there was like a whole stack of their their goods 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. There was there was just a bunch of bunch of stuff on there. I found that funny because I think that that was one of the few things that was in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. Like they were finding yeah, the trailer stuff made in it the seem sand. like it was going to be prominent that they found stuff. It wasn't really like yeah. a big like. I mean, it wasn't like the biggest plot point. I would say they didn't draw as many conclusions as I thought they would from that. And also, like. I think that they found them like they were like finding iPhones in the sand or something in the in the uh, trailer, but they they just found like some rusty knives and stuff. Yes, in the movie and a diary. Very interesting. But yeah, I like that song. Yeah, the diary was very important. Um, so that's the one thing that they found that it ended up being impactful. Um, the one thing I would say the rust, well, the rusty, the rusty, the rusty knife did end up being important too. Um, but, I fucking love the rust scene. Can't wait till we talk about the rust scene. That oh, was like one of the, the rust. <laughs> I was like losing my mind when that was happening. I love <laughs> rust. That's great. Oh, you love um, rust? <laughs> I'm a big fan of rust. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to like get in to our to our listeners concerned about spoilers before we we delve into that territory? I'm trying to think because I'm having trouble thinking of things without going into spoiler territory. Because first thing, I'm also trying to be positive right now, um, and like not to say that I overwhelmingly negatively view this movie. There are a lot of things I do like about this movie. I just think the overall effect I had wasn't necessarily positive. Um, but in general, what did I like about this movie the best. You know what? You know what? Something that is not—it's not super spoilery. But is a, th- a it's a criticism though. Could we have not just had the slightly lighter nighttime scenes? Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on half the time it was dark in this movie. I was like, can I just see? Maybe that was just my theater, but I literally had no idea what the fuck was going on hmm. at nighttime. In this movie. Parts parts of the the nighttime scenes are kind of unclear, but also that's kind of at least part of it is intentional because of in the a, a one scene it's very intentional. Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, um, I think I know where you're coming from. Yeah, um, that those those. It just reminded me of watching of... that one episode of Game of Thrones, the last season, where I was like watching the night battle, and I was like, okay, oh can God. I like fucking like see what the shit is doing? Happening that here? was like the worst. I had to like I had to close every blind in my apartment. Yeah. I had to turn off every single light. I had to like turn the contrast up on the TV. It was like, why did they do this? Yes. Like, at a certain point, it's not like making it feel more dark. It's just making it like really confusing and right. muddy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we can yeah. <laughs> we can get into Game of Thrones some other time. I also um, did like, and this is sort of general. I don't think I like the cast. Preface: I like the cast. I thought the casting was quite good. Um, I don't think every cast member necessarily did their best, but I like the casting. Period. Uh, like yeah. I, I think all the cast had the potential to be really, really strong together. I think some of the cast did not know to how. Ha- I just feel like I don't know how you get into an M Night Shyamalan movie and not really understand that his dialogue is either, depending on your perspective, really weird and just like there's a lot of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not nuance, because um, he's definitely not nuance. But like it's like cryptic. It's kind cryptic, of, but also or- it's like. Uh, there's I'm there's on looking, the nose I'm, yeah, it's sort of on the nose I'm looking for a word that's like unique like like he does a very specific like his dialogue, idiosyncratic yeah, it's idiosyncratic yes it like it is very idiosyncratic and that's one what nice way of looking at it and then to the critics way of looking at it is it's bad right like like he get he gets a lot of flack for his dialogue 
And like, he's kind of like he's kind of like a, a early version of Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, it's like so, yes, as soon I as, see that. Yeah, yeah. As um, soon as you listen to a few minutes of the dialogue, you're like, oh, I know who wrote this. Yes, exactly. Um, and so and so I feel like some of the actors just like did not get that they were doing an M. Night Shyamalan movie sometimes. I was like, can we like just like pick it up? Come on, we're doing M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. here. You gotta get into being just like I if you think it's bad, do bad. If you think it's weird, do weird. Like, I don't know. Like, just, like, lean into it. There were just some, like, sometimes it just, it felt like we needed more from some of them. Um, but I thought that, like, the pieces were there. And so I, props to whoever cast, because it, the cast looked and felt the part until a few moments where some of them just couldn't act up to the part. Okay, um, yeah. The cast the cast was incredible. We should talk about this, because this is definitely not spoiler territory. Uh, Vicky Crepes. Mm-hmm. Um known from um god what was that movie Fuck. the paul thomas anderson fashion movie um, um the um the which phantom i thread. love phantom yes phantom thread i love that movie very good uh alex wolf yes favorite on the pod shows up in a bunch of stuff that we've talked about yes. like um hereditary um my friend dahmer yes, yes. And, and he's um, very good gail garcia bernal um quite good quite good itu mama tambien Oh, uh, also, yeah, he okay. was in fucking, um, fucking Coco, um, and oh, and yeah, Babel. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's very good. Yeah. So. Rufus Sewell, always a fun inclusion. Yes. to have there. Yes. Um, and Ken Leung, <laughs> Ken Leung, aka Detective Singh from Saw. Yeah, I like literally like when I first saw him, I was like, oh, that guy looks familiar, and then I realized who he was, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god yes i'm so glad we got to see i mean obviously he's done other things as well but everyone who's always in a saw movie like everyone who's in a saw movie will always have a special place in my heart right um i'll always remember them for that role specifically um so yeah great cast all around i thought you know yeah i i think i i know what you mean when you say like some people had a better like knew better what kind of movie they were in than others. Yeah. It just felt like, like there were times where like, like for example, and you know, like Abby Lee who played crystal, the like, the like influencer type woman who like, is like sit up to her daughter. Cause she's like, Oh kid boys won't love you or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, okay. I thought I, like, she was really good in, in moments. S- and then she was really like, like your part should be fucking can't be a shit the whole way through. Like your yeah. part should be fucking ridiculous. Like <laughs> I do think she. There were times when she should have played it up like way, way more. more. Like what? Like a like a ditzy type influencer. It doesn't even have to be obsessed ditzy. Like a- I don't need you to be ditzy, but you need to like lean into like like she should have been like full camp the whole way through because that's like the nature of her uh-huh. role. Like. And like, it was she, a great. She had some great camp moments. Her like uh, final <laughs> sequence was pretty good. Like I was like, yeah. yeah, this is you're doing some good stuff. <laughs> um, but leading up to it, maybe it's because they cut her out of the movie for a bit. Like she just like wasn't very present for a stretch. But I would have, I would have liked to see a little bit more from that character. Yeah, I was like excited about the prospect of that character getting old and like losing it. it. I was like, fuck feels, yes, like right, right. <laughs> like there were scenes in there where she was like, "Don't look at me," whatever. And yeah. like that was like more of the energy that I expected from her character when I saw that like she was going to be on the beach yeah. and like knew what to expect. And, but that, that I, point, but basically. I do think that was one of those examples of like where like she got them, she she understood the assignment in some moments and sometimes. She just like didn't understand what like M Night Shyamalan was maybe trying to do at times, and it's like it's like just like 
you, this is this movie you gotta lean into fucking how absurd this is this is an absurd movie even if like like i even if you think this is a very good movie you gotta admit it's an absurd movie and so yes. like like this is absurd and you should act like it's absurd like <laughs> like what i will say though that that what i liked about this movie was that it used an absurd premise and a lot of absurd moments in a movie to still tell a very relatable and human story I, yeah i think the overall like, story is relatable you know what killed it for me is that they tried to have like a scientific explanation for why everything was happening. I was like, well, I don't need okay. this. Like, just like make it magic. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, but uh, like, uh, <laughs> scientific explanation was silly, but it was like enough that we could be like, all right, we're, we're hand waving this away. I know, you know they like, had to have the... something just so it felt like there was something to fight against it some way. Like if there's an explanation, there might be a way to overcome it. I get it. But it was like, they we were don't still... need to spend so much time, like, talking about, like, magnets. Like, I know, <laughs> like... Um... It's worth noting that there are still people who thought, like, who are complaining about this movie for not being logical enough. I'm like, it's a movie about well, those beach fucking people are stupid as shit. Like, you they... don't understand what you're getting the, here like, if you're looking for logic. Yeah, those are, like, people who complain about logic in a fucking Marvel movie. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're watching a superhero <laughs> movie and, like, a a comic book style silly superhero movie what do you want from the world like <laughs> yeah you shouldn't complain about logic in old 2021 you shouldn't complain about <laughs> logic in a fucking m night Shyamalan movie m night Shyamalan movies are not out to be perfectly logical pieces they are literally always allegorical right. or metaphorical like they're never just like some like oh this is like a story that could happen in reality that has never right. been M Night Shyamalan's mo. He has never made a movie like that, and he will never make a movie like that again. He tried to this do isn't... things similar kind of early on, and then he was like, oh now I have leeway. I can do what the fuck I want, and he will never make a movie like that. He it just won't happen. Like <laughs> this isn't this isn't Michael Crichton style sci-fi. No. <laughs> like we're not looking for a realistic explanation. Like this could happen, um, but like. Actually, now that I think about it, Michael Crichton, um, a lot of this movie made me think about Jurassic Park as well. Like, <laughs> I can see that, there's, actually. There's that, there's that vibe, too. Like, this is why I, like, I really like the beginning of the movie, because I feel like it's the sort of thing where he's drawing in all these influences of like other things where it's like you go to a mysterious resort and then crazy shit happens. So it's like, this made me think of like Jurassic park, fantasy Island, stuff like that. There's like some really strong similarities there. Um, you talked about, um, the, the crystal character and like her with her daughter being like, sit up straight or boys won't like you or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was another like moment that tied into like this premature aging of the children. Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, I was going to say, but I think that lends support to my idea that it's not about the children wanting to grow up. It's like the adults are making them like right. the adults are pushing yeah. them to grow older, you know? Yeah, I think I think I agree with you more than I initially did because like that's that's right. It's it's more about the the influence that the parents have on their kids and like pushing their expectations on them, like already telling them like you have to be like this, like this is how you be an adult, this is how you get people to like you, um, and stuff like that. That these kids have already internalized at like a, at the age of six or whatever. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think kids are sort of like forced to grow up, and I, I think it happens all throughout this. Like, I mean, you see the daughter being told, or that daughter being told, you know, sit up straight because boys. She actually says it'll turn. Yeah, she says it'll turn boys off, which is the fucking weirdest thing you could say to a kid who's maybe like five in that scene. Like, that's yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> the the child should not have any concept of like people getting turned on or whatever at that right. age. But and, um, 
And then you have the son who's like obviously like, you know, interested in mortgages or like concerned with them. <laughs> and then like you see that scene where like the the her, the kid the boy's older sister has to be like, why don't you go play? Like don't pay attention to the parents. They're done fighting now. Like she's clearly having to be like a mother figure. And like or not mother, but you know, like the older like role model figure. And like it's just yeah. like she she's also a child in that scene and is also scared and hurting in any real like in any reality she would be. So like, yeah. you know, it's like all of these instances of like children being here and then like uh, the other child is here. And I think that child, there's a clear example of that child also being, um, having to take a sort of more adult role, but that's sort of getting spoilery. So I don't want to go there just yet. Um, yeah. So, but like, yeah, you know, I, I think that, I think there are these clear examples of, of that happening with these children and they're doing it because the adults in their lives are not stepping up basically every single time they're, they're doing it because the adults are forcing them or adults aren't stepping up. And that, I think that is a recurring theme in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's basically like being forced to become an adult because of the turmoil yep. in her family. Yeah. And she's like 11 years old. Right. So she's a kid. It's, her parents fighting and like getting a divorce and having medical crises. She's a kid. She should not have to be being like a, a responsible figure in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, with that said, we will get into the light spoiler territory. Light like here, spoiler. So if you're planning on seeing old, maybe tune out to from this part. I'll I'll put something in the uh, in the comments of the show to let you know when to tune back. Um, and with that, we're gonna talk about like some stuff that happens in the middle of the movie, not the end of the movie, not to not to spoil the whole deal, but just some stuff that you might not see coming. Right. All right. So here we go. All right. So the first thing that really stood out, like the, the, the part that really stood out to me in the middle is, um, you know, Alex Wolf's character becoming like 20 or whatever, 16. Like it, the, the ages are kind of vague and like, but like becoming old enough to, to have sex and understand that. But like he doesn't understand it. That's the thing. Um, no, they absolutely don't understand what they did. That was like a very, no. very surreal moment where I was like, did they, they literally just like have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like they, they become old enough to have sex, but they don't know what it is. So they like, they do it. They're like, Oh, I didn't know you could make babies that what does he way. Say? He's like, Oh, you have to do it 10 times. Like, yeah, like there's that part where somebody's like, oh, you have to do it 10 times. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck anybody got that idea. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting because it was like, you can see, how like he's still a child mentally. Yes, like, yeah. Like he's yes. not old enough to grasp the consequences of these sort of things. But also at the same time, you're like, well, he's supposed to be six years old, but he still knows like enough about how this stuff works. Like, okay, well, but like, it's really not that hard to figure out how that works, but yes, um, I gotta say it's pretty intuitive. <laughs> I like, just, but who told him who told him that you have to do it 10 times? That's what I'm like. Yeah, somebody must have told him that. I'm just saying that I figured out the mechanics of sex without my school ever teaching me how to have the kind of sex that I have mostly had. So, I, oh, man. you know. <laughs> um, You're a much more intuitive person than I am. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, like, that was, that was very interesting. I thought it was, like, because... Like we all saw that that moment. If we've seen the trailer, you know, you see the 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 child become adult, whatever, giving birth and being yeah. like, "Mom, I'm scared" and everything. And like, I wanted to like, how do we get to that moment? Well, I thought like it it ended like the the explanation for how we got there was really interesting. 
um, having them be like off hiding by themselves and like scared and they don't know what they're doing, but they're getting to know each other. And they're like the, they're these teenagers, but they're actually like six years old mentally. And like, they don't know what they're doing. Um, I thought it was really interesting how, um, Alex Wolf right away is like, I'm going to marry her and we're going to raise the kid and we're going to have a house and everything. It's like, he's going back into like that, that mindset where he, like he already is like thinking like an adult and like, I'm going to get a mortgage and everything. Yes. But also at the same time, like the girl, like we see when they come out of the tent, she's just like shoveling pasta salad into her mouth with her hands because she's got the pregnancy cravings. But she also is still a kid, so she can't think, like, oh, I should look for, like, a fucking fork. Um, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like, she's just, like, shoving this this pasta into her mouth. And it's, like, really depressing. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I thought the food thing was very interesting. How they're, like, you know, your their, their explanation was, like, your cells are aging, but, like, that's like that's it like you're not actually like going through time in an advanced way or anything so you're not like any more hungry than you normally be but the kids are like really hungry because their bodies are growing and they need like the energy right the adult the adults are fine because their body when you know your body stops like growing at a certain point you know and so um yeah but the kids are like rapidly going through this process where they are just like their body is but you know who didn't eat a ton of food the daughter. I mean, not not the daughter of Crystal, but the the other daughter. She like seemed fine. <laughs> well, I think like she ate a bunch of food at the beginning, yeah, like because they all were like we're starving, and they all ran off to the picnic baskets. But then she grew up pretty quickly because she was like eleven when they started, right? And then, um, like after that, she wasn't like going ham on the food like the other two were, right? Yeah, but yeah, so uh, I, I do think the food thing was funny because they made a comment when they when the like the person who drove in like Shyamalan drove them out to the the beach. Um, the, the you know the guy was like, "Oh, this is a lot of food." And he's like, "Well, just in case." And it's like, "Oh, well, let's see, um, there's a reason for this food. It's because your son is about to eat everything in fucking sight." Um, yeah, but <laughs> they need like two picnic baskets full of like multiple days worth, and they're of like food. in foil bags. Like the food, it's like pasta salad in a foil zipper bag. I'm like, what's going on? Um, right. If I opened a picnic basket and saw that, and like that was what the resort provided me, I with, would not think, uh, oh, this is normal and I belong here. I would think something <laughs> is very wrong. Like I would be like, this is this is no, no a resort like, like that. A, a resort that looked like weird. that resort. <laughs> would provide it in like glass Tupperware, like, like yeah. crystal maybe like, it'd be like cut glass, you know, like they're not giving, man. Yeah. That, they definitely like, didn't think it through once they saw that initially, they were like, Oh, this is fine. <laughs> no, it's not. It's clearly not fine. Not that they could have done anything about it, but um, you know, cause they, once, once you get through, once you're on the beach, you can't fucking leave. We haven't even talked about how yeah. you can't leave the beach. You can't leave the beach. That makes you old. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you got to realize immediately from the premise that you're not going to be able to leave the beach. Yeah. Uh, otherwise this would all be over in an hour. But um, the explanation for why they can't leave the beach is kind of strange. It's fucking it's madness. Like, why, how do they work? Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just basically like when you walk back through the Canyon, like the shock of your body, like rapidly, um, like, going back to a different rate of aging is so great that you pass out, which 
is like uh like i don't know <laughs> yeah. i don't know if that makes any sense because but, because it, okay. it doesn't seem to have a problem with the rapid uptick in aging as you're walking through the right. other way you know um yeah they walked through to the beach just fine yeah. they didn't even know anything was happening right but, but okay, like fair enough. You got to find some mechanism to keep them on the beach, right. and that you know that's as good as any, I suppose. Um, I liked M Night Shyamalan's role as the guy who drives them to the beach. Uh, that's like the his classic cameo there, like a just big enough role to have a few lines. It's a pretty big role, I would say. Like it was like yeah. it was a recognizable role, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This was one and, of the bigger like, cameos he's done. <laughs> He wasn't just like walking through the background, but he also wasn't like his character in Lady in the Water, where he's like, "I am the savior of humanity." Oh, well, that <laughs> it's was like, all right, like, I, that now was, you're that going a little far. Time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like when they're like, "Can you help us carry this down to the beach?" He's like, "Oh no, like I, I have to get back. I'm in a hurry." Well, he's he like, "Yeah, he's stuck on the beach that makes you old." He's not going down to the beach. I can't blame him. So I don't want to be stuck on the beach that makes you old. So. The the one one thing that everyone figures out that they have in common here um, is like they were all kind of like mysteriously invited here. Um, one person mentions that they got here off of like a sweepstakes on a pharmacy receipt or yes, something. That's the mother. That's taking uh, crepes. Yeah. Um, or like she found they, like a lottery thing online or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So they're all like they're all here because like there's there's some something going wrong in their lives and they're trying to like um like use this trip as a way to like uh overcome it or like like center themselves and think about it right right yeah i mean specifically they all have something medical wrong with them (laughs) yeah like like, you know not all of them but one person in every party does i would say it's like the Mm -hmm. main thing like so like like Vicky Craves has a medical issue. She has that benign tumor we talked about. Um, Gail Garcia Bernal, her husband does not. Um, he does not have any sort of medical issue, but he is, you know, the, the best way to get people to this is obviously just to bring, you know, them with all of their loved ones. So they clearly, you know, the beach does not care about sacrificing others. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, a bunch of them do have issues. Um, Including our rapper. We haven't talked about our rapper. And I can't oh, believe yeah. we haven't talked about our rapper. The rapper, mid-sized sedan, mid-sized who's there sedan. on the beach. Oh. Um, and it's weird. Like, he's just kind of, like, hanging out on the beach when they first show up there. He, like, finds out about the beach himself. And he's not part of the group. He mm-hmm. he came to the beach of his own accord with his... Some woman he sort of was, like, seeing. Um Yeah. Um, and, but then he gets stuck once he gets there. Now he doesn't really realize he's stuck right away. Um, he's just sort of hanging out. Um, but he quickly becomes stuck with everyone else. So yeah. Poor midsize. Um, yeah, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was funny. So like the daughter, the daughter, um, of the, like the Vicky creeps family was like, First of all, when she like recognized him, she was like crazy, like fangirling over him. It's like, oh my god, it's mid-sized sedan, whatever. But then, like when she's like older, and they're actually like talking to each other, she's like much more normal and like like treating him like another person. It's like I thought it was like an interesting development of her character, how she like became much more just like normal, like treating him like another person, just like acting like he wasn't like some big 
um, otherworldly artist or whatever. Um, just showing like the progression of her psychology, maybe. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think it was just showing her aging. You know, she would like yeah. once you get older, you you'll, you're going to treat these people a little more normally. Um. So uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, she was obviously such a big fan. I think Miss Side Sedan brought about some of the weirder moments of the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, like I mean, the clear Rufus Sewell was like a racist asshat. Like, I mean, you know, we find out that he has a medical issue. That's not an excuse for the fact that he was blatantly racist, just like nakedly. Um, Yeah. He has some sort of like mental condition where he's like really paranoid. Um, I'm pretty sure it's schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it's supposed to be like schizophrenia. At first I thought it was Alzheimer's. Like it really felt like it was. Because there it could be like some form of dementia. Yeah, well, because like there's that whole thing where he's like trying to remember what's the movie that Marlon Brando and what is it Jack Nicholson are in together. Yeah, there's a mo- like so oh so that's that's an interesting part of the movie. What, like there's like some really bad like medical disaster going on, and he's he's the doctor, so he's supposed to like help out with it, and he he like just stops all of a sudden. He's like. You know, what was that movie with uh, Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson? Right. <laughs> like, there was a movie. It had both of them in it. Both great actors. Right. Brando and Nicholson. Which one was it? And, like, he, he like keeps, like, he won't let it go. He, like, keeps asking about it. Well, so, apparently, that part of the movie is inspired by, like, an actual conversation that M. Night Shyamalan had with his dad, who yeah. was going through dementia. Right, right. And, like, he was actually, like, trying to remember the name of that movie. Um... And it, it just sort of, I guess it represents like stuff that you, you like get hung up on when your mind is going. Right. Um, thing like little things that you're like struggling to keep a hold of, to keep a grasp on reality. Right. But that aside, this guy, Rufus Sewell, immediately starts just targeting, suspecting mid-sized sedan of every bad thing. He's like, oh, he's, he was going to steal from me. Oh, he killed that girl. Oh, he did this. Yeah. I'm like, what the f-? like? And it it was very weird to me that the movie never even addressed how blatantly racist this guy was. <laughs> like, I was just like, this guy's like, I mean, and in 2021, after 2020, like the year that 2020 was, it's like very weird that this movie came out and didn't even like blat like address it. Like, it's not like M Night Shyamalan to not address things up front and name them for what they are. He's a very <laughs> he well, loves to I, not be subtle um i just i i thought it was like just kind of obvious you know the two people obvious. that he targeted <laughs> were the two people like the the people of color on the beach um and you know he obviously had like something against them that just got worse and worse as the as he got aging aged. thing went I, on I, mean, I think it was supposed to be the idea that like as he's aging and his mental illness is taking over like he can no longer filter that out he can't like yeah. you know he can't pretend that's you know because previously he obviously he was a medical doctor he probably filtered it which is i mean in some ways a good a good commentary on like the medical industry's treatment of people of color uh, throughout history so that you know that is smart yeah Uh, it was just very weird that there was never even a moment where like somebody commented on (laughs) the fact that it was very clear they were just like why is he (laughs) acting like this i was like are you kidding me like this man (laughs) is a racist and there was that moment where um 
where uh, uh, Ken Lung's wife was like, oh, I don't like the vibe here. The moment that guy accused the black man of mid-sized sedan of like doing something, <laughs> she's like, oh, I don't like this dynamic and started to walk yeah. away. I was like, she gets it. Like she knows immediately, which makes sense. She's also a black woman. Um, but it was like, this is very bizarre that nobody else can even like comment on this, which I guess also makes sense. Much about, mostly there were a bunch of white people. It was like, you know, so maybe they were just like, oh, we don't want to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I'm reminded of, of the bit from the, um, what, um, the, the Candyman trailer <laughs> where there's a guy who's like, no, no black man should be like chanting words into a mirror. Like, come on, you know better than this. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, you know, you should not be doing this. That, yeah. That's like a classic. I mean, that moment, it's like a classic, like that is like some white people nonsense in a horror movie. Like they're like if the people who's going to go chant into a mirror when they're told that if you do it, you're going to like be faced with like the killer, <laughs> you know, who's going to do it. It's that like 17 year old white high school kids who are just like, whatever, like nothing bad happens to me. And it's like, all right. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It does feel like that. It, like, and maybe that's intentional. I just, it, I'm so used to M. Night Shyamalan kind of hitting you over the head with things and not leaving you with like subtlety really that it was weird that like that sort of seemed to be the one area where it was like, you could maybe not pick up on that. I could see my parents watching that and not really understanding. Uh, so, yeah, you know, um, well, it's interesting. I think that the, the, this movie in particular gravitates between like being like extremely um, like hit you over the head and being a little more subtle and thematic. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I feel like that that came across fairly well. wasn't uh, wasn't exactly cryptic. Um, Let's talk about some some of the the big uh, action scenes in this action scenes. The, I like uh, that we're calling that. You know what? Can we start with one that I want to talk about that I thought okay, was yeah, fucking ridiculous? Um, the tumor. I gotta say, the tumor scene was one of the most absurd scenes in this whole movie. I you know the tumor scene I'm talking about, right? Which yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They cut out the tumor. Spoiler alert. Um, I say spoiler alert. So yeah, absolutely. so Vicky Creeps is supposed to have this benign tumor that they were talking about in uh at the hotel before they went down to the beach but clearly it's like it's more serious than that or maybe it's just because like everybody's aging so quickly and like she hasn't had time to get to a doctor but it's growing very rapidly right. <laughs> while she's on the beach yeah it's like it's getting very big very quickly but it, it's not at first at first she's like oh okay whatever um, but then like all of a sudden it sort of takes back over at some point um and like it's growing and it is growing in a very major way. And I just think this scene is like, it's both like, it's like kind of gross because this is probably one of the more like visibly gruesome scenes that we see. Um, yeah. This was some severe body horror. Yeah. But it's also here. like very ridiculous. I mean, it is the most like, like, so they, they all decide they're like, Oh, we should cut the tumor out. And I'm like, we're just going to do that here on the island. Got it. Um, like cutting out a tumor is a, is actually a difficult medical experience. Um, you can't just reach in, but okay. According to this movie, <laughs> right? I like when they cut what? her open and it starts closing. This is fine. I think the fact that wounds heal on the island kind of makes sense. I think sometimes they heal a bit too fast. Like I'm like the gash they're making there, even by the time we're like 30 minutes is a year. I don't know if it would close in like one second. Like, I don't know if that is how that would work. I think maybe you'd have a few seconds at least. 
Um, yeah, uh, like a deep cut like that. Because that was a big there, cut. They weren't. It's not like some of the cuts were like somebody got a slash on the face. Like, yeah, that's gonna heal in just a, a very that quickly. would heal in like a week in real life. Yeah. So it makes sense that it would heal in like basically a right here. away. Yeah. Um, but like the, that big gash that they're cutting into her, it's like that's not healing right away. But they decide that in order to get it out, they're all gonna reach their hands in and keep it from closing, which is also. <laughs> also ridiculous and they're, they're all just like shoving their fingers in and you hear people like it's closing around my fingers and i'm like i i mean i guess so but also i'm pretty sure that in reality if a body were cut open and something was blocking the skin from closing it wouldn't heal around the thing like it would just like it's done um but um <laughs> that's okay um and then you hear i think it's ken lung's character go I'm pulling the tumor out with my hands. And I'm like, stop! Like, <laughs> don't ever say that sentence again. You're not pulling the tumor out with your hands. Nobody's pulling a tumor out with their hands. It's not just a ball that grows inside you. It's connected to shit. Like, that's the whole problem with what? the tumor. Like, <laughs> Did, they had to like, they had to like cut it off the muscle they, tissue. Very they briefly. They they're like, oh yeah, it's connected to something. I'm like, yeah, because he's not pulling it out with his hands. What are we talking about? Well, he tried to pull it out. He tried to pull it out. She would also be in like massive pain. Like just like massive pain. And they're just pulling this like soccer ball sized tumor out of her body. It's like the biggest tumor. She was like unconscious. Somebody somebody would be the size of that tumor. I got, she would be (laughs) fucking dead by the time that shit came out of her. I mean, you also have to think that like, and we know that infection does spread quickly on this island once you get infected with something we know from evidence within the movie where somebody gets infected with something we'll get to that one next yes and it spreads extremely quickly that wound that deep being open that long she got infected with some shit like (laughs) well they they had alcohol to to sanitize it was airplane bottles they had a few (laughs) airplane bottles (laughs) like that think about it if a okay spoiler alert if a baby dies from putting it down on a blanket in like two seconds, um, you get infected. You need a little more alcohol to like stop yeah. infection there. Um, I, I think it was just like the lack of consistency with the aging. I was like, what are we doing here? What exactly is going on? I do. I mean, it was an interesting scene to have and like it made sense. I think she also woke up. Was it her who says I can see more colors now, which was also very funny. I was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" You that was that was uh, the daughter when like she got older. The daughter said that. Which daughter? Yeah. So like the the older one, she was like when she became an adult, she was like, "I can, I can see, more, see colors. more colors now." I just remember my literally my whole auditorium laughed at that line when she said uh, it. We <laughs> all laughed out loud, like, um, but. We were just like, what are you talking about? That's not a thing that anybody feels. So, okay, I'm glad it wasn't the, the tumor lady. Um, but she was yeah. like, and then she just wakes up and she's fine. And, and of course she heals fast from it because everybody heals fast on this island. But I was like, what the fuck did I just witness? Like, they just cut out this tumor. They had to have lost like six months of their lives in the process of doing this. They don't maybe don't realize yeah. that. But like, you know, that had to be a, a good chunk of their of a year um, <laughs> in terms of how time passes on this island. And somehow the wound being open for six months didn't, nothing happened. It's like they poured alcohol <laughs> on it once. Like, um, yeah, just a very, very bizarre scene. And it, I think it was just like that it was, you know, in one moment they're trying to say, oh, like, 
things pass very quickly on this island. So if you get infected, it moves very quickly. If if you're a newborn, you're basically fucked. Um, yeah. Like, but like this wound, it's totally fine because we need this lady to live for a little bit longer. So we. Uh, <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to impart logic on this movie again, Matt. I is- like okay, so I don't care about logic overall. I care a little bit about internal logic. I care about that like your movie makes sense within itself. Um, okay. You know. I don't really care if the movie makes sense with our actual laws. Like this movie did like it did play a little fast and loose with the internal logic of the aging. You know, there were times where it seemed like they weren't aging at all for like half an hour of the movie runtime. And then they like rapidly age in the next five minutes. Right. But you know, I, I just, I think that is just being like, we're trying. I do think some of that is kind of realistic to life. Like, you know, you'll go a few years and you don't notice anything. And then like one year you're like, wow, my hair has suddenly grayed a whole lot. Yeah. Like, like that does happen. Um, so like, I think some of that is like totally fine um, for the adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. The kids seem to age in fits and spurts for sure. Um, like it was like some days or some minutes they decide that they're like growing a few years. And then sometimes they're just like, they're the same age for a little while. Um, I did like that that one like kind of ominous scene where like the the other couple is asking the kids like how old they are, and you could like they're like out of focus, like just in the frame, you can't see them. I thought there were a good few scenes like that actually where they kept the yeah, kids. Yeah, they're of saying focus. like, yeah. Oh, I'm six years old. It's like what? Really? Six? Like, I thought you were eleven or whatever. Like. Right. Then you like get to like eventually see that they're older now. And yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I, that was really good. I really like that stuff. And I like, like when um, the, the son is like, my bathing suit is too tight. I like, I need to take it off. And it's like, no, 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 it's fine. You just need to loosen. And then she looks and touches the bathing suit. And she's like, what the? And all we see is like <laughs> the bathing suit. But it's like, it's like in retrospect, it's clear that like he had literally physically grown and like it was getting too tight. It was uncomfortable for him. Yeah. Um, so like that, you know, that's like, I thought that stuff was really good. Uh, although, if I had not known what the movie was about, it probably would have been way more effective. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was. It, I knew what the movie was, so I was like, "Well, of course, you grow it." Um, <laughs> right. Well, um, I, I think it's. I think it's hard to go into a movie called old with any sort of like complete lack of knowledge that like that's what the the premise is. I don't know. But, I feel like if I hadn't seen any trailers or read anything about this movie, the name old is very basic enough to where i could have assumed nothing like okay. you know maybe maybe they do like i i do think it's interesting that like the the first like maybe 10 minutes of the runtime that they're on the beach it is still like very mysterious what it is that's like going on right and they only really start to figure it out when they notice that 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 girl who died her body like completely decomposed in like 20 minutes. It decomposes very quickly. And then the, the older lady, Crystal's uh, mother-in-law dies. Um, yeah. And she like right away. Yeah. She dies very quickly because she's old when they get there. So then within a few minutes or within like an hour or two of getting there, she just like completely dies. Cause that's like four <laughs> or five more years for her. Huh? What's great is that like, they don't know what's going on at that point, but within the first hour of them arriving, they found a dead body and like one member of their party had died. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> this well, is the they're worst having a very beach, bad beach trip. They're really not having a fun time. Um, uh-huh. Too bad for them. Uh, 
Okay, so the other the other body horror mo- moment that we like briefly reference was when um, so Rufus Sewell's character is attacking um, the the dad of the family, um, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal, and. But like so, like in this scene, like he's just so extremely bad at defending himself. <laughs> I don't know why they're like they like are compl- like both him and the wife are like just completely incapable of fending off his attack of like this one guy <laughs> holding a like a pocket knife. <laughs> but they just keep being like, oh, oh, I'm like just like hit him or like grab a log from the fire and like burn him. They with literally it or were like, it like incapable. It was like watching like, <laughs> like some weird like video game sequence where I was like, what are you just like do anything? Like he's one it's like person. Fail, it's like one of those fail every quick time event videos. Yeah, from a video just, game. Like, just like tackle uh, him. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, just like run at him. Like, and like, even when we're seeing Gail Garcia Bernal's like vision, it's like, yeah, he can't see where the guy's arm is, but he could tackle him. He can see the outline of this man. Yeah, like he could definitely see enough to to like to at least get in a few blows. Yeah, like the guy is right in front of him. He's not exactly being. Sneaky. It was really weird. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why you can't just like do something, and and then instead of do it, Vicky Crepes goes. She just runs to her kids, and she's like, "Run away, go hide. You have to hide." And I'm like, "You couldn't just." <laughs> help him fight back like the two of you could overpower this man was older than you before i'm pretty sure yeah you could overpower him now he's like pretty old at this point like um and she's like and then she like just like covers up her husband like like gets in front of him and then like he's just slashing across her back it's like this is not helping this is like worse than before yeah it's so weird but then eventually she gets the rusty knife from like the pile of people's crap that's been sitting around and like slashes him with it. And the, apparently like, I don't know if this is a real thing or not. I guess it makes sense. Cause like tetanus is the thing or whatever. It's tetanus. She but, gave him fast acting yeah, tetanus. <laughs> really fast acting tetanus. She's, she's like rust. It's like, it turns your blood into poison or whatever. I think and maybe the, the, the description of turns your blood into poison might be a bit of an exaggeration, but yeah, it's yeah. like, a. <laughs> It, it really but fucks like, you, you up. See, yeah, you can see, like, visibly see the rust spreading through his veins yeah. and, like, going all over his body and stuff. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, this was upsetting. <laughs> it's, um, it's a great scene, and it lasts for a while, yeah, too. It's, it's like, oh, boy, we're still doing this, huh? I mean, it kind of makes sense to last a while because it would probably take a few weeks or months um, for it for, to really work like that, like, yeah. and untreated. Um so there's you know clearly no no chance of him getting medical attention quick enough to get rid of what this, i do so think is weird that he he gets rusted to death he's a he's a medical doctor i'm sure he's had his tetanus shots and boosters um but how long does that stuff last because they've been here for like 30 years at this point that's true uh, well do you think it that's the goal. We'd have well, to talk about how get, vaccine efficacy works. You'd have to get too deep into the logic here. It's like if your cells because are aging, going to, without going too far, clearly medication does work on this island. So, like, vaccines should theoretically work on this island too. Um, yeah, but you would think that like the T cells in your body or whatever it is that does the immunity reaction. I guess it depends on the type. Of, it also depends well. on the nature of the vaccine. Um, how, how the vaccine is made. And I don't know a lot about the um, tetanus vaccine uh, or the boosters, although I had a booster like two years ago. So, um, 
but good for you. So you won't you won't get so easily dispatched. Well, I fell beach. and I scraped up my knee on some rusty metal sidewalks, so I actually needed a tennis booster um, because Oof. I might ha- I might have become Rufus Sewell in this movie if I hadn't gotten a tennis <laughs> booster. Um, New York City has become a war zone, folks. <laughs> you sound like um um uh, Patty uh, Patricia. Um, Whitmore. Um, <laughs> Whitmore. Um, yeah. We'll make the sidewalk a Benetton by Tuesday. <laughs> the sidewalk of New York City could be a Benetton by next week. Um, yeah. Uh, so I like how she like offhandedly says it. She's like trying to come up with a bougie business. She's like a Benetton well, by next week. She, you know, she shops at Benetton. Um, so uh, yeah, I do really appreciate that. I love the a Benetton. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I actually really like that scene though, even though I don't necessarily know about the, like, I don't know if it's like medically like realistic, how the nature and the the quickness and all that it, with, with which it happens. I don't know if that's true because like, you know, if I had gotten tetanus from my rusty sidewalk excursion, I don't think I would have noticed for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't know. I, you know, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, I do think maybe it's questionable, but I don't really care. It was a very cool sequence. Um, and it was meant to be scary more than it was like anything else. So, you know, um, yeah. So there's a number of scenes like that where it's like, this is probably not medically accurate. The other big body horror scene starring Chris Dahl. So yeah, let's go into that. (laughs) That I don't think that has any, any grounding (laughs) in reality. Like, I mean, that like, is the craziest part. Aspects but of that I, I scene like, do, but like the end result is like absolutely not. That is not how this okay. works. Um, so I feel like anytime when you go into a cave in an M Night Shyamalan movie, you're just entering the non-reality okay, zone. Let's let's basically. like set the scene. <laughs> so this is as as Rufus Sewell is like fighting the parents. It should be noted that Chris Dahl is Rufus Sewell's. Uh, she's she's his wife. And um, yeah. she is much younger. The much younger trophy yeah. wife. She, type. And she like, yeah, she knows she's a trophy wife. And she's just, with, I'm pretty sure she's with him because he's rich. And like, you know, all of this stuff. Um, and she is very upset about aging. So after, I mean, she started getting old and she went off to hide. Her daughter died after getting pregnant and the baby dying, which is like completely horrible. Um, and she went off to hide. And so when the kids, kids, they're not kids anymore. It's Alex Wolf and... um. The, the sister who is uh what is this uh Thomason McKenzie, McKenzie. Yeah, um, they go to hide in the cave and they're hiding in these caves which I don't even know how they get so deep into the caves because any other time somebody goes deep into those caves they black out because the magnets but um yeah they're running around in the caves and they run into Crystal but they find out that it's her by like they're like hiding and they hear wailing in the distance which is like oh and i'm like oh my god we're she has this. become like la llorona she literally is. And they turn around they find her they light some matches and she's literally holding like a a piece of her outfit on her arms like her hands are out 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 extended in front of her face and she's holding this fabric over her arms and so it's draped in front of her face she's like don't look at me put the light out and i'm like oh my <laughs> fucking god we like because like, not not only has she gotten older but also she had like a calcium hypocalcemia is specifically that, what she had that like since she hasn't been getting treated for it and she's been aging like multiple decades She's gotten like this kind of deformed spine or something. She's got a deformed spine. Uh, yeah, that's her big thing. She's like, oh, my spine. Um, yeah, and so she's like, 
She's like wandering around the like I'm just trying to picture it like for the whole hours that they've been hiding. Has she just been like wandering around this cave with this like outfit draped above her face, wailing? Is that what she's been doing for the past like three hours as she's aged slowly? Like, <laughs> like both her and Rufus Sewell seem to like just kind of mentally disconnect at a certain point and just like wander off and do their own thing. Um, but she becomes like a like a cave troll or yeah. something, just like like a like a Smeagol type character, just like lurking in the in the cave. <laughs> and it's like uh, very bizarre. Continue. Yeah, and so then she's like. She's like chasing after them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like she's trying to get them. She's like sort of snapped. And Alex Wolf keeps like lighting a match because he wants to be able to see. And she's like, "Put the light out!" I said, "Put the light yeah. out!" And she's throwing rocks at them. I don't know. Given how quickly, as we'll find, her bones break, I don't know how she's even picking up these large rocks to throw at them. I'm like, quite frankly, I don't think you yeah. have the strength to do this. Um, well, she picks up this rock and like throws it, and like it like flies back and breaks her arm or something yeah well what it is is i think that like she she's trying to throw it but her arm is too weak and so it just like snaps so she's trying to right um and so she breaks her arm and it instantly heals at a weird angle because you know obviously time is going very quickly but also that fracture would not heal that quickly especially given her calcium condition the bone would not heal that like it just would not happen um <laughs> it doesn't make any sense medically yes. but in terms of what you get to see on the screen it's very creepy it's, and it's quite it's effective um, so she like breaks her arm and it's like at a weird angle then she's like chasing after them there's this weird crooked arm and they're like crawling through this weird tunnel and she keeps breaking her limbs at different strange angles and like it ends up with her it's just like this contorted mess like flopping on the ground crawling after them yeah <laughs> it's so fucking creepy it's so weird uh, it's one of m night Shyamalan's more like conventional supernatural horror moments like you know like you know horror loves to do like creepy characters at bent angles crawling across the floor and it like comes out of nowhere for an m night Shyamalan movie like it's like this very weird moment where it's like wow this is like not what i expected to get out of this movie and it, it, it is pretty creepy and effective um because he takes that like basic trope and takes it a little bit further so um, yeah like it's it's pretty good it's one of the few moments that they go like full horror full body horror everything and it's just like wow well and it's interesting too seeing like one of the most attractive people in the movie become like this horrifying wretched creature right (laughs) in the tunnels like she really uh, has a good time um yeah it's interesting how that's done it's just like it's very upsetting for her um (laughs) (laughs) um i guess she died pretty quickly i don't know i feel like that would be a very painful way to go so yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know how you die in that situation well breaking uh, every bone in your body might be uh you know i can see why that might you might (laughs) die from that yeah i don't know it's weird and they just kind of like leave her there um yeah. Well, what are they going to do? Go be like, let's carry this bent lady out of here. Like, <laughs> we're pro- her bones are probably going to break while we're trying to carry her. Like, right. So, like, what are they going to do? Drag a, a like a sack of bones across the floor. Like, um, plus then she's dead, so she's going to decompose. So, um, she's going to decompose yeah. real quick. Um, I just think it's it's 
really like one of the most horrific parts of this movie are not just like the scenes like that, but just like the general sense that like your body is like betraying you as it gets older, whatever. All of the adults and, have that. Like, and virtually every single yeah. adult, adult has their body betray them. Um, except for, There's I guess, always... Midside Sedan. He doesn't really have, that's not really his thing. Yeah, well, he gets he gets killed too quickly He's to literally murdered experience that. But they, they do, um, you know, he, he has like the blood clotting disorder that presumably would have become a big problem for him if right. he hadn't been killed so quickly. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we get to see so many ways in like like people's bodies deteriorating either just from normal aging or from like having a serious long lasting condition. Um, and, you know, that there's the the dad of the, the main family losing his eyesight and like just all of a sudden can't see anything. I was going to say, it like, does oh, come out of nowhere for these okay. two characters. Like, you know what I liked most about it was that Gail Garcia Bernal and Vicky Crapes he loses his eyesight and she loses hearing in one ear at roughly the same moment. I'm like, man, if you'd just like grown old together in the real way, you would have had a really rough year that year. Like that would have just been like a bad yeah. time for y'all. <laughs> well, this is the sort of thing that could happen. And it like, does. It does. It comes on suddenly. That sort of thing. Does generally, you know, you could, you could get eyeglasses or laser vision correction, or you can get a hearing aid, but here, like they're just, they're completely exposed to the ravages of time. Yeah. And they've got no way to, Honestly, probably a lot of them would have died earlier because they're like living like medieval world where they have no like recourse. There's no resources anywhere. And like, <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, cause, cause technically they're only there for like, you know, 12 hours or whatever. But it, that's but, years. 12 hours mm -hmm. is 24 years. Right. Um, because yeah, each, but, each but hour is two years. But but like they don't they don't need like food or water or sanitation because like they're the only thing that's aging is their cells. It's like they, they don't get hungry at the same rate yeah. that they would over that many years or whatever. Do you imagine? They would like um, be, they would become the Donner party. They would like yeah, you'd just very quickly instantly eat devouring everything. So. <laughs> I mean, you saw the way the kids like ravenously eat the food. It's like disgusting. <laughs> the way that it's like, yeah. ah. Yeah. And so like if everyone was doing that, Especially it would when get she was bloody pregnant, really fast. That was like yeah. very upsetting. I like the part when she came out. She was like, we were playing and I got fat, but it's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so weird. Um, God. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> that poor character really did have a rough go. She had a mom who was like insane and then she got pregnant and then the baby died after it was born. And then she tried to like escape because her dad was a racist, crazy man. And her mom was useless. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're all just like in like the worst. this is the worst timeline for this girl. This poor girl is like, she has done nothing she, wrong really. And she's just like having to be trapped here. Um, she so, had a rough time. Yeah. At least the all other right. two kids who didn't do anything wrong. You know, they weren't just stuck there. Yeah. So, Let's get into deeper spoilers here, like end end of the movie type spoilers. Let's go deeper into the cave. Again, deeper, <laughs> deeper. Again, I encourage everyone to see this movie before you listen to any of this. But if you're still along for the ride, or if you've seen it, uh, here we go. If you're still hanging out so, with us on the beach that makes you old. Yeah, we're getting older and older here. Um, so. You know, towards the end of the movie, pretty much everyone has been like killed off or died from some medical condition or whatever, 
or like died from swimming out too far. I'm not sure what the mechanic of the beach is where if you go like try to swim around the rocks, you die like immediately. It's because it's but, just like the other the mechanics of anywhere else when you so like the problem is when they were going through the cave, they were getting too far from like the magnetic pull of the rocks and so like when you're on the beach cuz the rock sort of surrounds it cuz it's like a sort of like a a half moon the way you can think of that beach yeah. um and so like when you're there you're getting the pull you know the magnet is all around you basically and so when you go deeper into the cave you're getting to the point where you're it's no longer around you um because you're not at that front of that cave out front and so that's what happens and the same with when you swim out far enough because it you get far enough out and no long you're no longer in like you know the pull you're no longer in its jurisdiction um, I would say um, <laughs> you have no power yeah, here. Um, that was, you know, not really the word that scientists might <laughs> use, but I'm not a scientist, so. Um, right. Yeah, I. That's really so, basically it, and uh, we they've learned that the hard way. Yeah. So basically, everyone's gotten killed off, but the main family, and I found like the the develop obviously the, like the development of the main couple was like I thought like the biggest central metaphor for like the process of aging and like you know going through your life whatever because it's like early on they're like they're all like up in each other's grill like fighting about stuff you know fighting because like of um vicky creeps's character was like being unfaithful and partly as a reaction of her like being diagnosed with this tumor and like partly because like that she felt like their husband wasn't there for her. And then like as things go on, you know, they're they're there for each other in important moments and they gradually like sort of get to a point where they're like tolerating each other more and they rely on each other more. And then like as they're aging more towards the end, it's just sort of like the two of them in clearly like old age, like 60s, 70s like just sitting there just kind of being like, I don't know what we were mad at each other about, but uh, I'm sorry about it or I forgive you. And right. Like I'm not mad at you anymore. Um, And like, you know, one of them's blind, one of them's half deaf and they're kind of like relying on each other and they're just sitting there. And, and one line that I really liked at this part was, um, I can't remember who said it, but one of them said like, I can't remember why we were trying to get off this beach. Gail Garcia like, so Bernal beautiful. says that. Yeah. I think it was him. He's like, it's so beautiful. Like, why don't we just enjoy it? And I I feel like it's part of like kind of a central metaphor of the movie. It's like, like aging is like this crazy, sometimes scary, completely out of your control process. Often seems like it's going way too fast. Often seems like something that's wrong, but like in the end, they sort of accept that that's what's happening and they're just like, why don't we just enjoy this while we can? And that's also like sort of reflected in that song that we talked about. The song um, that, that shows up both in the beginning and the end is like acceptance of aging as a part of life of like the idea that you'll eventually die and be gone from everything. Right. I think you're right. You know, I think, um, I do. I do think that was the idea for that. It, it was sort of. It felt a little like the the pacing of their relationship was a little bit odd to me. But um, just because it felt like I wasn't really sure where we stood at any given moment until that moment. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, but, and so that was like another one of the things that like sort of the movie didn't work as well for me as it did for you, just because I was like, I don't really know what we're supposed to feel about these characters half the time. Also, because quite frankly, I found the kids way more interesting. Like, <laughs> and so like, I, I just wanted to spend more time with them. Like, and I think that's just because like, it's way more interesting to me to think about like the, the, like this, like six and 11 year old being forced to suddenly be like 30 year olds. Like in like in right. a number of hours, that's like a really fascinating territory to to explore and, for me. And we did like we get got some touching did, on that. Did, I thought yeah. that yeah, I thought that there were interesting contrasts in the way that their characters were created uh, and were treated. That like sometimes you could clearly see that they were like psychologically still like way younger than they actually were, and other times you could see that like as they were aging, their minds were also developing and that they were like becoming different as characters. So it, it was like the so, sort of like, it felt like their minds were always trying to keep up with the aging process. Right. They always were like sort of unprepared for the next stage that they were at. They were always like mentally a little younger than yeah. they really were. I think they definitely were but, meant to be mentally a little younger. And it was interesting because you, you hear a lot about them being like, but I do feel like my thoughts are changing too. I do, you know, they were, they were trying to, trying to say that they were also feeling older too. But I, I think there are a lot of moments that really like belie the fact, the truth, which is that they're not really feeling that much older as they get older. They're, you know, they're still feeling like kids in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So it- there's a lot of like internal reflections from them there. Like there's that, that scene where there's the, like Alex Wolf's character and the other family's daughter in the tent. And he's like, I feel like, you know, as I'm changing, like my mind's changing too. And like I, I'm thinking about things differently, and whatever. It was like his brain was changing, but like psychologically, he's still like trying to catch up to that mental development, in the same sense that he's trying to catch up to his bodily development. Right. Um, and there's also uh, Thomas and Mackenzie's character that is like this moment where she's just kind of like on the beach by herself, just like looking out. It's like I feel. She says something like, "Like I feel." lost now like i have to connect to something bigger than myself to give me a sense of purpose it's like that idea like you become an adult and suddenly you need to have a purpose you need to have something to connect to and it's like you're you're thrust into that out of nowhere um before you were just a kid and it didn't matter what you did it didn't matter what you were connected to and now all of a sudden she feels this need for a connection for a purpose and it's it's very interesting seeing them go through that development. It is, I agree. Um, yeah, and they're like they're interesting characters too, in terms of how they eventually come to terms with their situation. Um, so since we're in full spoiler mode here, you know, eventually the two parents die. Yes, um, they sort of like peacefully pass away, having like come to terms with their situation with the fact that they're aging. They're like the only ones who don't have a violent death on this beach. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of nice. Like, it's kind of nice to see, you know, even though it's like a horrible way to go, just like lose your entire life in a day, they come to terms with it. And then it's just the, like the two kids from that family left and they're still trying to find a way off the beach. But at the same time, they, you know, they seem to, have not like care about it so much, you know, they're like kind of okay with it. Like there's a moment where, uh, Alex Wolf's character, who's now not even Alex Wolf. Like he's some other actor who's like, Elliot, older. I think is his name. 
Minalia. No, they they did a great job of casting all the like various kids and adults in here to look like exactly like their counterpart. Yeah, I was trying to remember who Eamon Elliot yeah. reminded me of, like who 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 I thought he looked like, but I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Mm. But anyway, he he puts he puts like a hand on his sister's face, and she's and she's like, "You just aged two weeks while you did that." And he's like, like just shrugging, like whatever, and then like. Before they're they're gonna make one last effort to get off the beach, um, they're like, you know, we only have twelve hours left here before we die. Like, are we gonna try to get off the beach? They're like, maybe. Like, but let's make a sandcastle. And I thought that was like a great moment of just being like, first of all, that they're still like mentally tied back to their childhood. They're still like feeling like they're they're they want to do childish things even as they're yeah. like in their fifties at this point or whatever. But also, like they've they've come to terms with the fact that they're aging. They don't care if they waste a little time building a sandcastle because it's something fun to do, and they're on a nice beach, and it's a great day, right. whatever. So, yeah, I thought it like at that stage in the movie, it was very much about like acceptance and like yes. just like coming to terms with this horror that is aging. <laughs> I think that's right. I mean, I do think that, that was the point. You know. Um... Yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't know. The kids are interesting characters because they do come to acceptance. Um, pretty. I mean, I don't know that I would have. Because <laughs> no. they're still not. I mean, they're like, they've got to be in their like 40s or 50s at that point. Um, that's still like, I have a life after that if I get off this island. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I would be very very gung-ho about finding a way off. It seems that after dark, though, they sort of were like, let's not bother trying to find a way off while it's nighttime. Um, yeah. Which I guess I get, you know? Um, so that makes makes some sense. But it it felt like, yeah, they, they just sort of accepted it. And they were like, well, you know, what's the rush, really? I think they sort of had this idea that they just weren't going to be able to win. You know, I think I think there was a resignation to, like, what are we going to do here? Like, in the face of this, we, we can't win. Um which I guess is sort of like how you should approach aging. You can't be aging. You're going to get older, um, no matter what you do. I mean, or you die. I don't. I don't. You know. And I don't think that's a better option. <laughs> like, yeah. so um, you know, I, I think that kind of makes sense too. It, it works within the the situation. Um, of course, that is not how things play out for them. But um, you know, they they do actually make a, a very crucial discovery here that we can talk about at some point. Um, yeah. But. Um, but they, well, here's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the very end of the movie. I feel like it's hard <laughs> to talk about this movie without talking about the ending of this movie. You shouldn't listen to the podcast if you haven't seen the movie. I oh mm, mm, but I know some people do, and I don't want to give no them offense to those people. But I have never listened to a <laughs> podcast about a movie I haven't seen. Um, that's a very odd choice. Is all I'm gonna say. I don't know. I. I like the ending to this movie a lot. I some people will say that this is a typical M Night Shyamalan twist, but I don't think it's a twist ending. I think it's you know a revelatory ending, something that reveals maybe you know something that makes all the puzzle pieces make sense. I don't know rather if it's a than something. Twist. I think that um, it's pretty heavily foreshadowed in some capacities. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't it, it it fits all the puzzle pieces together rather than upsetting the whole thing. Yeah. You know, just and I think brushing them onto the floor. I think um 
it will have different mileage for different people. Whether or not it works mm. will vary. Um, it was sort of, sort of iffy to me. It became, that was what it, it was, it's very on the nose in a lot of ways too. It's like, okay, yeah, I see. I see what we're doing here. Um, and so that will either really work for some people or really not work for some people. And it just, again, depends on sort of your M. Night Shyamalan vibes. I thought I thought it was great in the sense that, like, you could see this actually being a practical application of a beach that makes people age rapidly. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, like, this could be, this could be something. This is actually how I know. might expect a beach that makes you age rapidly to be used if one found it. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> and that some people would actually think that such a thing was a blessing in disguise. Um, I also thought they were, there were definitely some saw six vibes. Very saw six. Very saw six. <laughs> you could totally watch this alongside saw six. Um, oh God. That would be a great double feature. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, you know, um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you could totally do it. I agree with you there. Um, yeah, it's really hard for me not to, I mean, because I think the some of the ending is what made made or break made or break made or broke this movie for me. And so like um I I think it was good. I would say good. I'd say good. I wouldn't say great. I'd say good. Um mm-hmm. it was just sort of like I said, it was a little on the nose. There was a little like I think I think there's a lot of ask there's a lot of request for suspension of disbelief um in the ending and how Oh, they did I don't know how to I I I guess we'll have to discuss off pod, but um <laughs> like you can't it's like oh they were doing this and they were like oh well this for x number of hours we found this so now we can do this and the whole world can benefit and it's like wait what? I don't think that's true. I, you know, like, and then it was like, oh, and by the way, they deliver a. <laughs> I like when a cop looks at uh, some some addresses and they're like, oh, I get it. People got sent <laughs> to this beach to get old. These people, <laughs> yeah, these people have been missing. So obviously, they were on the beach, the beach that makes you old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. I do think that's that is kind of funny that like just looking at a journal being like these people are on the beach and now they're it's missing. Not, there's it's like, not even evidence that they were on the beach. It's evidence that their names were written down and the the book was on the right. beach. Like, well, it would be enough to be suspicious. It would totally be enough say. to be suspicious. But all you could assume was that the person who kidnapped and killed those people elsewhere was on the beach. Like. I suppose so. But, you know, it would be enough to bring down an investigation, which is what happened. Yes, so, but the investigation think... seems to go together quite quickly. And there seems to be pl- plenty of people being like, oh, yeah, the beach that makes you old was like a thing. Like, you know, people. So I, I also I do love the idea that like whatever like local cop this is who they get in touch with has like jurisdiction here on like Fantasy Island 2, wherever this is. Yeah, where even is this? Is this like in Europe somewhere? That's what that's sort so, of the vibe I got. But um It was filmed in the Dominican Republic. I know that which yeah. is it's kind of the vibe that I got is like it's some sort of Caribbean island. Um the parts of it reminded me of Hawaii. Yes. As well. So Visi- it's like, visibly it's some sort it did of like, I just felt like there were some moments where they talked about like I don't know. And maybe it was just like there was Vicky Crepes and like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just like the accent that she had and, and Gail Garcia Bernal. I don't know. Um, but 
Yeah, it was it was just an interesting. I mean, he's Mexican, obviously, but like, you know, she was like, she's what from Luxembourg. Um, <laughs> yes, um, I, I I had to look that up um, in, in preparation for this because I I thought she was German. She's been in a lot of German films. She's in fact from Luxembourg. Yeah, um, which is interesting. I thought it was interesting that the kids did not seem to have accents, but then maybe when they got older, they had slight accents. Or like, but like sometimes they had accents. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Um, what's, what's, uh, what's the deal with that? Um, <laughs> what's that all about? Um, <laughs> um, but it was funny because it was also like they would have very strange accents because they would be inheriting the Luxembourg accent and the Mexican accent, but, um, they would have something as children. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, but anyway, that's not really uh, neither here nor there. I don't, that's, that's like a logistical point that it's not worth, you know, discussing. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it. Yeah, I, the ending was just like very weird. It was like suddenly we were doing this. I I have questions about coral, um, like a lot of questions about <laughs> the, coral. The magical. Well, I mean, basically that ma- coral in this movie just has magical properties. Coral is like very magical. Is straight up. There's a lot of this movie that's just like straight up magical thinking, and I think that's okay if you're if you're willing to just commit to that idea. That's fine. Yeah. This isn't a hard sci-fi film by any means. Yes. I so, I liked when they had to go back and explain like how the coral was used. And it was like, I think we got it. Like, I, I think we, un- like you did, like we've seen the aftermath of this. You don't need to go back and we don't need to see this part where they're. That was a weird little, little editing bit. Yeah. I think, you know, to, to add more suspense, like, did they make it? But I like, that? it was but... clear that they, they did. Like, I mean, I just, they, yeah. like, you know, we wouldn't have been still watching the movie the way that we were if they hadn't. Um, yeah, you know. yeah, it, that, that was a bit of a like tendency yeah. to over explain yeah. there. Um, it was like, we but, don't need to go see, like, especially by the point that, you know, we've seen this moment and then it's like, and now we're going to go see them swimming. And I'm like, we know, like, we know what had to have occurred yeah. here. Like just logically. the ending, the yeah. ending does have like a little bit of a problem with like a leave them wanting more, you know, it's like, it kind of like we get some big reveals. We're like, Oh wow. That's how this works or whatever. But then it sort of lingers for a little too long. But I don't think it like I don't think it really detracts from the movie, but it's still like, OK, you know, I've seen this. I understand where we're going. Right. Like, let's just wrap it up. Yeah. You know? it, it's definitely it's it's interesting. Um, I got to say, I love the the resorts glassware, which makes a fun reappearance in the ending. Um, I want to I want to look I want to get some glasses. I just I want to. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. They, they've got great. There's a big attention paid to the cocktails yes. in this movie. Um, the cocktails. Uh, here's a here's a little since we're not going to spoil the ending. But if you know enough about Blumhouse Fantasy Island, the cocktails are equally important. Yeah. So um, <laughs> there you go. Cocktails are um, very key. I God help me. I might go watch Blumhouse Fantasy Island again. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> we'll um, see. Like the, the, the vibes are heavily there anyway. Triple feature: um, Blumhouse just, Fantasy Island, <laughs> Old, and Saw Six. And then Saw yeah. Six, yeah. Uh, God, and, and Cocoon. Why not? Just make it make a whole day. I don't out of it. Watch Cocoon, but you could. Um. So yeah, I mean, I feel like we've we've pretty heavily discussed this, but just to wrap it up, um, what 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 was your overall take on this film? Great ideas, iffy execution. If you execution, I think that I, mm-hmm. but I think that's like my general feeling on M night Shyamalan. This isn't like, I don't think this was like the, his worst, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think this was on par with like the happening or lady in the water, mm-hmm. which I really don't enjoy. 
Um, yeah. I, it's more like, I don't even want to say devil. Cause I feel like devil, I disliked more than this, but I, I was starting to like devil. Um, devil really like the fucking end of devil. I, I just did not like where things anyway. Um, but like, but, and, but it's not quite the visit, you know, the visit was really good. And there's another meditation on aging. Um, M. Night Shyamalan well, has aging yeah. on, on his mind. Uh, I can't imagine True. why um, that was sarcasm. What he happens is clearly when you getting get old, older. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, not that he's old, yeah. but, you know, he is an aging man. It makes sense for him to have aging in his mind. Um, so, you know, I, I think it was, like, one of his, like, middling uh, injuries. I kind of think it's kind of similar mm. to The Village, which it's unfairly maligned. So, um, you know, I think there's, like, some really good ideas and maybe some questionable execution. Um, yeah. So for me, like, so I like M Night Shyamalan is all about like great ideas, yep, questionable execution. For, him, yeah. um, for me, I just thought this was like the perfect intersection between a great idea and his style, where it like for once, like everything about his style actually really worked. Um, and like, like you know, I can find flaws in it certainly, but I like my overall experience of this movie was very positive. I I like this even more than like movies like Split or whatever of his oh, that I, like actually I, I saw as like a return to form. For I him. maybe liked it more than Split too, but that's more like on a like a, a philosophical level. I thought Split was yeah. kind of like questionable in how it treated some of the dilemmas. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yes, but um, I just like I really I really like this overall. But, like this it's is no just, signs. Like, sort of. I gotta say this no, is not no, but. Um, I, or I the just thought sense. it was such I mean, a. But the sixth sense is like a gold standard for anything I'm on, so I'm never. I don't want to. Really, use it, but um, I thought it was just such a like a brilliant like impressionistic type piece about like the horrors of aging, and I mean that's something that I've been thinking about recently. So it right. really hit home for me. I know? think I, I wish feel like... that the tone had been more even. I think that for me, it never. Quite, sometimes it was intentionally on the funny side, and sometimes it wasn't. Um, and I wasn't sure how to make sense of that. So mm-hmm. it it can be hard to tell with M Night Shyamalan. Like there's sometimes but he like he's nailed trying, it. He's trying to be so, funny. He nailed it with the visit. That was like the most the best like walking the line between horror and humor that I've seen. Not even just in M Night Shyamalan. In a lot of movies, like a lot of horror comedy cannot walk that line well. It's like yeah, it's very common for a one for the movie to fall far too heavily on one side of that line. I like. Like, for all, as much as I love Cabin in the Woods, it's way more horror than comedy for most of its runtime. Like, you know, it is it is very funny, but, like, there's a lot of horror there. Like, so, like, yeah. uh, but, like, you know, like, The Visit, like, really got it. It understood that aging is both hilarious and terrifying. And, like, it really worked. And so I, I thought that Old didn't quite thread that as, as easily. I think that's also a problem is that I felt like in some ways there was a, a, I had a thematically similar thing that I was, was holding this up against from the same director, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause the visit is very clearly about like aging and stuff. I mean, visit yeah. is about more than that too, but like it, it has that in mind. And so this movie is clearly another sort of, it's like taking that further in some ways that, that kind of, I, I have actually not seen the visit. I really so like the visit. The visit <laughs> I'm gonna have to go check that out now. The visit is funny. Um, and scary. I've been meaning. Um, I've been meaning to get to that because yeah. I've heard that that is one of his better ones. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, that that is kind of the thing with M Night Shyamalan. It's like, how serious is he being? 
It, it depends. You can't tell. You depends can never really tell. Because, like, if I go back and watch The Happening now, it's really hard for me to watch The Happening and think somebody meant this seriously. Like, it's just, like, very... <laughs> but it seems like the way he talks about his movies and stuff, he did mean it seriously. And so it's like, I don't know if I should take you seriously or what. Like, because like, I could totally see myself, if I were a film director, just going out there and talking out my ass about every movie I put out and not meaning it at <laughs> I, all. Like, I could totally see I that. I do think, like, to a certain extent, he treats his role as somebody producing, like, uh, promoting his movies as, like, an additional part of the performance. Yeah. Like, that he's playing, like, a sort of character when he's giving interviews and stuff. It's very hard. It's, um, it's hard to pin down who he is and what he's a very strange yeah. guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought this was a great movie. I just um, don't think it's worth seeing. I it's, like, it's enjoyable. It's got interesting ideas. And even if you think it's bad, I do think it has potential to be funny bad. If you don't, if you think oh. it's bad, it's funny bad. Like I, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's parts that are like questionable, whether they're supposed to be funny or not, but you're definitely going to laugh. Yeah. I, so like, so. if you think it's bad, I think you'll think it's pretty funny bad. Like we, my auditorium was definitely laughing at parts. So, you know, if, if other people in an auditorium are laughing at a movie, I think it's safe for me to say that. Because I laugh at a lot of things I shouldn't laugh at, but other people seem to laugh at it. So, um, <laughs> so, um, and, but I mean, I walked out feeling like I wasn't mad that I spent time watching it. You know, like I may not have thought it was like the best execution, but I thought it was worth, I think it's worth seeing M. Night Shyamalan movies because he actually is working through ideas in this movie. He's not just like churning out little movies just to entertain you. He's actually working through concepts and ideas. And so, I will always respect him for that. Like, at least he's doing yeah. that. There are a lot of filmmakers who aren't. So, <laughs> right. I mean, like, I think I think it's great that we have a filmmaker who's like approaching that like big topics like this from a like a unique original perspective, and like maybe sometimes it ends up with goofy results, but like you know he's doing something interesting and unique, and that's there's always something. To he's be said at least for that. trying, man. I mean, I, I'd rather see something like this than like another Iron Man movie, I guess. Um, and that's coming from someone who likes Marvel movies. So. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was old. As you can tell, we've got a lot to say about it. It's I'm obsessed with this movie. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Uh, obsessed with it? Wow. It, it makes you think, man. It makes you think. Um, I feel like it's it's very suited for these times because I don't know about everyone else, but I sure feel like I just like aged a whole year without actually having lived it. Well, I so. think we definitely did that. So that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, until next time you can catch us on all the major platforms, leave us a review on iTunes. If you like what you're hearing, you can also find us on social media at buzz on movies on Twitter and reach out to us, buzzedonmovies at gmail.com. Um, just let us know how you're aging and how that's been treating you. Or, <laughs> or just tell us what movies you've been watching. That too. Tell us what you've been um, watching. I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Who should I watch next? You know? We're always looking for suggestions. Yeah. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies, sonny. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was a lot. Listen, I'm not going to do that. We will see you at the movies, you elderly fucks. 